Hey everyone, welcome back to When Hustle Meets Flow, the podcast. It's Christy Dole. I'm a life coach and I'm here to chat with you guys about some things that have been going on in the world lately, right? If you noticed, I was not here last week. I wanted to mute my podcast in an effort to elevate black voices and allow you guys to process and and start to do your own learning about what's going on in the world. If you're not listening to this, you know, in June of 2020, let me give you a recap. Um, this year, this this country, this world was hit with a, with coronavirus, and we were all sent home. We were all sent home. Some of our freedoms, some of the things that we take for granted, were taken away from us, and thus began what a lot of spiritual teachers are calling the Great Awakening. This has been a moment for people to really pause and allow their brains and their consciousness and their energy to just settle down. Um, We've been forced into it, right? A lot of us have been home a lot more. We've been out in nature taking walks. And what that does is it opens us up. It opens up our awareness. Then in May of this year, um, you know, a few black people were were killed um, in such unfair ways that it sparked another fire in this country, another awakening in this country. And I believe, I believe that because of the pause that coronavirus gave us, it opened up a lot of people's eyes and hearts to the injustices that are going on in the world. It's not new that unarmed black humans are being killed by police officers in this country disproportionately. That's not news. But for this moment, I think it was a perfect storm of coronavirus allowing us a time to pause, allowing us to open ourselves up. And when these um, killings happened, it was like the perfect storm that ignited a a fire, ignited a light inside the hearts of so many Americans that I think normally would have just thought, oh, it's, you know, this this is what happens in America because unfortunately this is what happens in America. But this is a new moment, and this new moment is bringing clarity and awareness and a drive to change. And so, because of that. This moment of Black Lives Matter has swept the nation and the world, and it's different this time. It is different. And so today's conversation is going to be a little different. I'm not going to go into you know race issues or anything like that. And here's the reason why. I am not an expert. I am not the person to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. But here's what I am going to offer to my listeners. Today's podcast is going to be about how is going to be about things you could potentially feel and most likely feel as you start to open yourself up to racism in this country, systematic racism, oppression, white supremacy, and how we as white people have been a part of it. Now, I know from my own experience, I don't want to go too much into my own experience, but my own journey and experience, I'm going to share what I experienced and how it's very normal for you to experience it too. And the final message with this podcast is to keep going because there's a lot of discomfort that comes to white people learning that 
underneath our noses has been this systematic racism and that we actually uphold it. I know that sounds very triggering. I know some of you might be thinking, I don't do that. But just by being white and in this country, you do it. Okay. So let me talk to you guys about what the potential journey can feel like. I'm going to assume you are a good hearted, decent, loving person. Okay. I'm going to assume that you are not like a narcissist or a psychopath. You're just like a normal, good person. Okay. And I'm also going to assume that this is really the first time you've ever looked into racism in this country. So the first thing that you potentially will feel, and to be honest, the first thing that you most likely will feel is very, very triggered and defensive. This is normal, okay? The whole point of me recording this podcast is not to give you permission to stay there. It's to give you awareness so that you know that that's just a phase of a normal human being, right? You're a norm there's nothing wrong with feeling these ways. What's wrong is not doing anything, not being a part of the solution because it's too uncomfortable for you to acknowledge your white privilege or your white supremacy, right? So it's normal to feel these things. So just know that as you open up your social media and you see the words white supremacy and white fragility and white guilt and and all these different things, and you see people that are angry and and you're going to feel a little uncomfortable. What I want you to remember is that it's normal and to, to feel it, but then to let it pass through. Because as a reminder, guys, emotions are just energy in motion. It's natural to have these emotions flood through you, guilt, shame, anger, defensiveness, you know, guilt, all these different things. You want to allow that to pass through. And then you want to keep learning and you want to keep becoming an advocate and you want to find where you truly can make a difference. So being defensive, feeling triggered, This is a term that has been called white fragility, right? White fragility is the fragileness of our white egos and our unwillingness to talk about race because it makes us uncomfortable, which is really crazy if you think about it, because it's black people that are really receiving the the shit end of the stick. And yet white people are too uncomfortable to talk about it. That needs to stop right? That needs to stop. So just understanding that white fragility is a real thing. It shouldn't be used as a weapon against you. It's just simply awareness. So as you start to learn about the systematic racism and really the history of how racism is the very fabric of this country, you guys. I mean, if you don't know this, but before this country was even a country, we were bringing we were stealing human bodies from africa and bringing them here in shackles you know our great country you know the the greatest country in the world some people think um was built on the backs of slaves and it was built on stolen land that is a really heavy dark karma that this country has and i think in 2020 400 years later we're starting to open up our eyes to it. And I beg you for the my listeners who are good, kind, loving human beings, I beg of you to stay in this game because we need you. 
This country needs you. Humanity needs you to sit through the discomfort of your white, fragile ego and to then have the knowledge that you're going to acquire and to press forward. Okay. So it's very normal. This stage of white fragility, of defensiveness, of being triggered, of not wanting to talk about it, it can last, you know, it can last as long as it takes you to move through it. Now, one thing I want to offer to my listeners, I have a a hypothesis, you know, this has never been studied, but this is just intuitively what I think, that as deep as you have met your own emotions are as deep as you can meet others' emotions. Meaning, if you have suffered in some way as a child, as as a teenager, as a young adult, as an adult, and you've never dealt with that. You've never met yourself. You've never cried the tears. You've never done the work to improve your trauma, to improve your suffering. It's very, very small chance that you're going to offer space and compassion and, and to be able to hold any sort of space for any other group that is suffering or going through trauma. So if you notice that you just kind of have like a, oh, they should just get over it. You know, slavery ended 400 years ago. What's their problem? Yada, yada. If you have that kind of mentality around this, first of all, I see you. Okay. Secondly, I would ask you to really ask yourself, what suffering and trauma have you had in your life? And have you been able to heal from it? Because if you haven't, You've got to start there. People are only able to meet others as deeply as they are able to meet themselves. So I've had many conversations over the last few weeks with really good hearted people that just have no space to offer any compassion, any love. I actually had a conversation with someone about this whole thing and and her reasoning for not caring is she says she doesn't know any black people. And I just thought that was very telling about her um, that she can't hold space even for people that she doesn't know. And that just tells me a lot about how she's holding space for herself. So in order for you or this person um, that I had this conversation with to open up, to be able to care for others, even people that don't look like her, even people that don't, that she doesn't know in real life. She needs to be able to love and take care of the parts of herself that she might not want to look at, that she might not want to identify with. You guys kind of following me here? Okay. So just know that once you're in that defensive triggered stage, it's normal. It's natural. If you really want to be a part of the solution, sit with it, allow that discomfort to just pass through your body and then keep learning and keep going and be really open to learning. Don't be so committed and final with what you think and what your opinion is. Keep opening and growing. The other thing I want to talk to you guys about is this idea of white supremacy. Now, white supremacy, when I heard this term the first time, you know, and this was probably when I was a kid, it was associated with like Nazis and Hit- and and Germany and Hitler and all that kind of stuff. So now fast forward to to this moment in time when I heard white supremacy, I obviously thought it was the same thing and so I thought, well, I'm not a part of white supremacy, like I'm not, you know, a Nazi and but white supremacy is actually that white is supreme. 
Okay. So the idea here is that systems hold up whiteness as the ultimate. And the way that they do that is by keeping others down, others being immigrants, Latins, Asians, gays, blacks, right? So as you lift up the whiteness, you are pressing down on all of those other things. So white supremacy, unfortunately, means so many different things. And when I say unfortunately, I just, I'm not trying to lessen this for you guys. I think it's really important that you get this message. But um, I know for me, it's still hard to admit that I'm a part of white supremacy because I still have that old programming that it just means Hitler's and Nazi Germany. So white supremacy is really, you know, having the the privilege to not pay attention to, to politics. Um, when you do that, you're essentially saying, hey, I'm good either way, right? Whoever takes office, I know I'm not going to be affected because typically that's a white person thinking that, right? Um, white supremacy is also you know, uh, voter suppression and anything that keeps other down. And if you really kind of think about, um, how your life is and how your life is lived, you will find little pieces of white supremacy woven in. And I want to just be clear here. You guys didn't create the system, right? We were all born in the last 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, right? We, we didn't create the system. We were born into it. But now we are being asked to dismantle it. So if we can start to open up our eyes and see where white supremacy is really existing, um, if you, there's so many documentaries on Netflix that will talk to you all about the history of when slavery ended, how, you know, the police force, how the police force was, was essentially built after slavery, um, to essentially, you know, put, put black people back in, back in jail. Um, there's this idea of redlining where, uh, districts would redline, parts of counties and keep black people in one area and keep affluent white people in another area. And what that does, as you guys all know, our schools are paid by taxes. So if you have one area that's low income and another area that's higher income, which school system is going to be the best, right? There's, there's that. There's the idea that it's really hard for black people to get mortgages. Even today, it's something that is still going on in our banking system. Um, you know, the fact that in the NFL, you have people peacefully protesting and taking a knee and you have the rest of, you know, half of America up in arms about it. That's white supremacy. You know, white supremacy is this idea that you can't do anything that challenges the whiteness of this country. So although it's very triggering, although it's a big rub in your face, I encourage you to continue to look at it and just to ask yourself, where in my life am I benefiting from this idea of white supremacy? And when you do that, remember, it's not your fault. You didn't do this, right? It's not your fault. But once you become aware to it, you have to understand that you can be a part of dismantling it. Nobody's wanting to make your life harder. We're just trying to make it so that it's an even playing field for everyone. The last little concept I want to talk to you guys about is white privilege. Um, white privilege is not an opinion. It's a fact. <laughs> it is a fact. And it's, again, it's not your fault that you have it. But it is your fault if you if you want to 
claim that it's not real because you're too uncomfortable with admitting it. So guys, white privilege is simply this. It doesn't mean that you didn't have a hard life. It doesn't mean that you didn't work your butt off to get where you are. It doesn't mean that you got handouts or free things or you got the upper hand in things. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that if you had your exact life, but you were black, you would have an entire arsenal of issues that you would have had to deal with that you currently don't deal with. And there's so much, there's so much research and data and stories about this, but yeah, that's basically it. You guys, you could have the same exact life that you've had, but you have to ask yourself if I were black, how would it have been different? I can give you an example. My husband, who I love very much, my husband, when he was in college, was arrested twice um, for possession of marijuana. Let's just call it what it is. Um, he was arrested once in Massachusetts. And then while he was awaiting like, tr- like you know, his court date, he actually got arrested again in Rhode Island. And you know, I don't know if you know this, but it's actually a felony to be arrested in two different states for the same thing. So guess what happened to him, guys? Nothing. He got a slap on the wrist and he moved on with his life. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, if he were black, would that have been the same outcome? And if you say, oh yeah, it would be, you're really, really lying to yourself. And you've really got to look at the data. You have to look at how many black and brown people are in prisons and jails compared to white people. You have to do the research on people that have the same exact crime. They're sentencing. There's a huge disparity. And this information is out there for you to look at. The question is, are you brave enough to look at it? Are you wanting to be a part of looking at it? And if you answered no, if you think, God, this is just too much. I don't want to deal with it. That, my friend, is white privilege. And that is upholding white supremacy. So I realize how hard this is. I do. I really do. And this podcast is to encourage you guys to do it anyway. It's just like Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. We can do hard things. Just imagine all we're asking you to do is open up your eyes, listen, learn, and want to be a part of the solution. That's all we're asking I can't imagine what it's like to be black in America today and to know that there are some people that want to help and there are some people that are just not wanting to help because it doesn't affect them, right? So again, I'm talking to my listener who I know is a kind, loving, compassionate person. I know you have the space inside of yourself to help be a part of the change. Um, If you are listening to this and you're really just kind of like, ugh, this is so annoying, The thing I would ask you to do is where in your life have you experienced trauma and suppression that you have not healed from? Because once you heal from that, you will have the space to hold it for the black community right now. So guys, I hope that my intention with this podcast was really to normalize the feelings that you might be feeling right now um, so that you don't stop and get caught up in the defensiveness and the triggeredness. I really want to encourage you to keep going. And I promise you that feeling, it goes away. And then it's replaced with a fire to be an advocate. It's replaced with a fire to be part of the solution. It's replaced with a fire to make things right for everyone. 
Because if one person suffers, we all suffer. If one person's not free, none of us are free. And we have to understand this idea of connectedness because it's a real thing. We are all connected. And you can think, oh, my life isn't affected by this, but it is. It is. If we can raise the level of consciousness in this country by way of dismantling these systems that are keeping black people down, dismantling systems. By the way, guys, when we dismantle these systems, guess what else happens? Women's rights are are increased. Uh, Gay and trans rights are increased. Anybody who's other is able to step up in our society and be on the even playing field that white people have been on since this country was, you know, uh, stolen essentially. (laughs) So anyways, thank you again. I did want to finish up with one last thought and that is this. I totally different, totally switching subjects here, but we just completed the reclaim your 2020. This is a masterclass that I taught that is basically for the person that wants to do something, make the most of the next six months. They have not thrown the towel in yet on this year, and they want to be intentional about how to step into these next six months. This is a class for you. I just recorded it yesterday. It will be on sale for the remainder of the month. It's just $20.20. If you click the link um, in the show notes, it'll be there. You can also head over to my Instagram page um, at when hustle meets flow and find the link in my bio. So guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll definitely be back here next week. Please share this with anybody that you think needs to hear it. I just want to make sure you guys know that it's normal to feel the feelings that you're feeling. Um, I'm encouraging you to feel them and to keep moving forward, feel them and to keep understanding that there's more to learn. It's not your fault, but it is if you're unwilling to look at this and do the work. Okay, so you get to be a part of the solution or the problem right now. That is a part of this great awakening. Which will you be? All right, talk to you later.